Hello and welcome to episode four, series three of To The Studio. I've got to say, it feels really great to be back and to have the opportunity to be recording one of these introductions again. It's been a while since I was able to do that. Um, we obviously haven't put any episodes out for a little while, um, and I'm sure I don't need to go into the details of exactly why that is. Uh, but I just want to say thank you for coming back to listen um, and that we're really excited about what's to come. Now it's safe to do so, um, I hope to start putting these out more regularly again, pick up where we left off all those months ago, and yeah, we're really looking forward to it. So on to today's episode, we have Carolina Albrecht and Scott McCracken on the podcast. So to start with Carolina, uh, painting for Carolina is an opening and stretching beyond dimensionality and optical perception. Its process is driven by curiosity, a desire to see what's possible by negotiating new configurations of form, colour and surface. Painting is her attempt to generate an active space, an environment which can be perceived and responded to through our intellectual and physical faculties. It's rich, paradoxical and flexible and embraces a reality in all its multiplicity, its continuous mutations, a state of becoming and a state of exchange. Carolina is interested in the relationship of the body and space, the way a body corresponds to the space it occupies, how it recalibrates as it moves through it. And what she's searching for in painting is a kind of gap or a dislocation, a glimpse of a possibility. She was born in Krakow in 1983 and is a London-based artist and curator. She graduated with an MA from the Academy of Fine Arts in Krakow in 2008. Prior to that, she completed a Socrates Erasmus at Art EZ Institute of Fine Arts in Arnhem in the Netherlands in 2007. In 2020, she finished the Terp Studio Programme in London and her recent exhibitions include 21 Fathoms at ASC Gallery, Your Foot in My Face at Kingsgate Projects, Offbeat, a solo show at JGM Gallery, and all of those were in London, and Dear Painting at Nordic Art Agency in Malmo. Her awards include the Tyson Award, which was selected by Liz Gilmore, Art Gemini Award, and she was long-listed for the Contemporary British Painting Prize, the RA Summer Exhibition, the Threadneedle Prize, and APT and Fenton's Art Trust Award, amongst a few others. Moving on to Scott McCracken. So Scott's recent paintings bring together modelled volumetric forms, so spheres, cones and cylinders, which are all assembled into a configuration that points towards a type of imaginary still life. The geometric substructure within these paintings exists as a binding, yet elastic force, where elements are held in position, suspended in a field of shallow depth. The motifs are pushed together, juxtaposed and conjoined, fluctuating between the diagrammatic and the corporeal, never fully settling as either. Scott was born in Falkirk in 1987. He's a painter and occasional writer and curator, living and working in London. He received his BA and MFA from Edinburgh College of Art and also studied at Terps Art School. His work has been exhibited in solo exhibitions at Borough Road Gallery in London and Bargain Spot Project Space in Edinburgh. And group shows include Kingsgate Project Space in London, Thameside Studio Gallery, also in London, as well as Terrace Gallery. 
In 2017, he was awarded the Derbyshire Prize for Emerging Art, and in 2019, he was shortlisted for the Contemporary British Painting Prize. He's also the correspondence course leader and mentor at Terps Art School, an independent-run educational organisation that focuses specifically on painting. Our chat took place in Scott's studio, where Carolina had brought some paintings along too. And as mentioned before, it felt really special to be in a studio again after so long away, and I really enjoyed our chat together. And although both painters were clearly invested in a painterly practice, it was interesting to learn how their approaches to process and ideas differed throughout our chat and their reasons for that. And amongst many other things, we talk about the various way paintings can find beginnings, the problems with size and scale, where forms arise from, and the different roles drawings and titles can play in their practices. So thanks again for dropping by and listening in, and I hope you enjoy our chat. How are you, Ben? Splendid. Good, yeah. It's, um, I guess, because, well, we're kind of properly out of lockdown now, and yeah. everything's sort of back to some level of normality with being in the studio, going to see shows, even private views. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's, it's well beyond um, post-lockdown. Yeah, so it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I was thinking, whenever I come here, it's raining. And of course, it's raining today. Literally every time. Yeah, and when it is, when it's pretty miserable when it's raining. Yeah. But it's, but it's sunny. It's generally it's sunny. miserable here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe to kick things off, because um, we are in your studio, Scott, maybe you could describe the location, describe the studio itself, maybe how long you've been here, mm-hmm. um, that kind of thing, and we'll go from there. So my studio is in south-east London, in Woolwich, Charlton, Thameside Studios. I've been here for just over two years. Well, I think it sort of feels like longer, partly because of COVID and lockdown. So yeah. during the first and second lockdowns in particular, I spent a lot more time here than I would have done had things just been sort of normal. Yeah. Um, it's in it's a first floor studio. It's got quite a decent window that looks over uh, onto the river. It's cool. It's quite a cool view, actually. Yeah, no, it is. And actually, um, City Airport is pretty much directly opposite. So you can see planes take off and land, uh, plus there are boats that go up and down the river. And it's north-facing light, so it means that it's very even throughout the day. So I rarely have to put my lights on during the, um, during the day. It's only really in the evening. So uh, it's, it's not the biggest space, but it's because I make relatively small work. It sort of um, ticks a lot of my boxes for studio space. Cool. And how do you know one another? Through Terps, really. Um, I, I, well, I saw your paintings first at when it was, I think, Open Studios at Terps. Um, and then... Which was, what, 2007? Well, I don't know when it was exactly, but I started Terps in 2018. And that's when we actually met. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so we, we As met... As humans. Painting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we met um, yeah, so through Tarps, which, okay. to be fair, tends to be how I meet a lot of the <laughs> Tarps, to be perfectly honest. Um, the sort of outreach of Tarps. 
mm-hmm. uh, which maybe we'll talk about later on. Yeah. So yeah, and then we had various conversations about um, painting, sort of uh, ever since. And I think we we had we had a sort of shared sensibility. Yeah, which, uh, so, 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 same sort of mindset and similar way of uh, looking at paintings and thinking about hmm. painting. Yeah, so I think that, that that's that definitely helped, you know, to to continue yeah. talking. Yeah, because it, 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 it's it's, well, it's, it's almost, much easier. It's almost like yeah. a sort of shorthand of conversation yeah, exactly. where you can sort of talk yeah. about something um, and the other person sort of knows kind of what you're getting at without you having yeah. to sort of over explain or sort of clarify yeah. all these points because as we know talking about paintings can be quite difficult at times. Quite frustrating. Yes. Disappointing at times. <laughs> yeah. Should I say, can we cut that out? No. <laughs> <laughs> well it's true, it is, it's not, it is, it's a difficult it's thing. It's difficult, to, yeah, it's difficult. To, to I mean for, for a reason we, we, we make paintings, we so talking about it is always a strain, I guess, mm. at times. Yeah. yeah. Is so and also, also, I mean, I, you asked me to write your, because uh, you had a show recently at JGM, yeah. a solo show, and you asked me to write your catalogue text. Yeah. So... Which you did so well, may I oh, just thank add. You. Yes. thank you. This is good, this is good. Yes, <laughs> so we're getting we're somewhere. Off, we're starting off enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, that was, but it, that was just... Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, I, I spent it a long. Like I spent, yeah, and I spent a long time, sort of, looking at your paintings, so I yeah. feel like I'm sort of very well acquainted with them. Well, now. the reason why I asked you was because it was a sort of. Non-problematic, to ask, because we knew each other. Yeah. And I also knew that you were very familiar with my work. Yeah. So. Yeah. Seems. I enjoyed doing it. I enjoyed doing it. It was a I very, bet you did. It was yeah. a very um, pleasant yeah, experience. <laughs> very pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, nice, it's, not, it's a sort of it's an odd thing to sort of do to write about someone's yeah. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've done it in the past, but um, not very often. It usually is maybe you know I wrote an, uh, an essay on Victor Willing, but you know mm. he's dead. So it's to write about someone's work. Yeah. And they then read it. Yeah. But again, it's... it is it is much easier when you do it when there are these overlaps in thinking and making. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Well, I suppose to some extent you kind of knew what I was going to say within a. Well, I kind of knew exactly what you were going to say, which is why I asked you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I didn't know. That. <laughs> <laughs> so, did the conversation start in similar places for you in terms of? When you start, when you talk about painting, um, and you say that you share some sensibilities, um, I can't, I can't ask you to pinpoint exactly what those sensibilities are. But do they, where, where do the conversations usually start, or what, what do you tend to, kind of talk about, within, within each other's work? I don't think there's just one point of departure yeah. for these conversations it could be just anything that isn't mm. even related to painting you sure. know because it sort of is this um ground for thinking yeah. and which then leads to the activity of painting mm. or mm-hmm. studio mm. activity so but i mean I, I i i think i think when we started uh, sort of 
the talking, it was mainly just gossiping. Yeah. <laughs> Very bad habit, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, I don't know how... We, we talk about our painting, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, I guess it's we talk about sort of our paintings, each other's paintings, but mm. also just more broadly. Yeah, sure. Um, in terms of you know what the shows that the shows that are on you know shows the that are on that um, maybe things that have people sort of read or, or sort of listened to mm. uh, yeah I mean often it would be just what 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 you know I read or you read that would sort of resonate with the kind of painting that we're making mm. yeah mm. well maybe maybe an easier question is how do you both kind of well, what does a day look like in the studio for you both? Um, so obviously we're here, so I can kind of I can kind of get a sense of how how you operate in here. But what what would a normal what, day what, look what, like? How, how does Scott operate? <laughs> well, no, like there, there, are, there are paintings here. There are paintings here in the room that are hung at the same height. I feel like it's a very ordered studio. I feel like I would assume that things have a sense of kind of um, there's a certain timeline. So things there's a part of the wall where things are worked upon. And parts of the wall where things are just looked at, there are they're, they're, they're similar sizes. They are identical I sizes. Don't even have to answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, so but, but but then but then that's just really the structure of things that I'm talking about there. But how you actually, you know, when you come in, do you have certain rituals? Do you come in and do you make drawings? I do, love this question. Or or do you come in and do you, you there's a bookcase there? Do you read something? Do you, do you have like visual reminders? I would say there's sort of no, there is, in a way there is no routine, I think. Yeah. Every day is slightly different, depending upon various factors, maybe when I arrive at the studio, uh, my sort of frame of mind at the time, depending upon how the previous day has gone in the studio, or whether I was even in the studio. Yeah. I find that I sort of need, it's, if I've not, if I've been away for a few days and I come back in, the first day is usually not that productive. I have to try and sort of... Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's exactly the opposite. Well, that's it's one of those things I'm, where... I'm basing my statement on what I had heard from you. Yeah. <laughs> Very good day in the studio. <laughs> well, but it also depends on you know, what's a good day in the studio. Because you can, you can have what you think is a good day in the studio. And then the next thing you come I, in, I, I, I you realise that actually it was a terrible thing in the studio. And you no, think, what was, that, you know, what, what was I thinking? Um, well, but I mean, I think that, kind of like what you were saying before, you know, that in my head, I'd like to have quite an order studio. And at times it, it can be, and then other times it tends to sort of descend mm. into slightly more sort of chaotic processes. Mm -hmm. I occasionally work, you know, with the paintings on the walls, I may put them on a desk, sometimes they're on the floor. I try and sort of almost sort of catch uh, sort of catch myself out with them so that I'm not they're never sort of fixed in the one place. So they move around the studio quite a lot. Mm. Um, I do a lot of drawings and a lot of works on paper. So if things aren't going well with the painting, then I, I have this, these other things 
that I can sort of fall back on mm -hmm. so that I at least feel like I'm being productive while I'm here. Yeah. I don't know, I mean, is it a similar thing? Yeah, is that similar, similar thing theory? for you? Mm -hmm. Oh, um, yes, sorry, I got distracted with the <laughs> colours. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I mean, to be honest, no, because I do like a, a, a routine, as, as well, I, I, yeah, I do, so I, I mean, it varies, it's not a regimented kind of thing, but when I come into the studio, I like to arrive at a certain time, I like to have a whole day in the studio and sort of ease my way into the making or thinking. So if I come in and uh, I work between, at the moment, between two scales, mm. sort of large up to 20 high and small, like kind of this and this. It's three different scales for small ones. And so, so I know when I come into the studio what I'm going to start with. If it's small, if, it, if these are small paintings, it's a different sort of movement, mm -hmm. I guess, a different rhythm. So, and and it, it's easier to start with this and then sort of um, transition onto the larger scale. Okay. But sometimes I have to ease my way into these with drawing. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so, do you, so do you know before you get to the studio what you are working on and then you have to sort of mentally prepare yeah, to yeah, get yeah, yourself exactly. into that That's exactly what I was going to ask. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, rather, yeah. Than, rather than it being the sort of opposite way around where you're in a is. particular mindset. No, no, it is exactly that. I have to prepare myself and, and it is, I sort of think about it as a warm-up, you know, mm -hmm. you pre-exercise, you know, you, you have your, your main exercise and then before that you do like a you know 15 minute warm-up mm. and i see that i see the drawing as that okay i so mean obviously it's more than that because because it, it, it dries everything yeah so but they are very sort of distinct ways of working ways of sort of moving in the studio depending upon yeah I think, absolutely i think for yeah. me it's almost the opposite I mean, As, but then you work on the on the same scale, which is. Um, but even if I'm making works on paper, or whether I'm making you know yeah. painting on canvas, I think I have a sort of similar type of approach or strategy or way of thinking about them. So there's more of this sort of adjacency between mm. the, the the different things that I'm working on. Yeah, Whereas so, I, so don't, I don't these, feel like I have to get into that equals kind of, yeah, there's not yeah. maybe a sense of hierarchy yeah. you know, amongst them, which is something that I've always thought about, and that's one reason why I spent a long time making paintings but, on the same But you know, hierarchy doesn't, I mean, the, the differences between these activities for me doesn't necessarily imply that there is a, there is a hierarchy no. within, within the, you know, in the studio, so it, it just requires a different approach. I do think about the, the the role of the body as well, uh, and so thinking about that obviously would affect um, the the type of activity that you know, a drawing. You're sitting at a table and you know, sort of uh, looking down at something that is flat, different tools, different marks, completely different mindset, you know. The, the space and um, time, you know, that is required and the pressure of it. So, you know, and then you sort of move on to the 
three-dimensional space where your body is key in the process of, of making, especially with the large ones. Mm. So I think that's the main difference between and the, the scale as well, you know, working with in small scale, your body has to sort of adjust and recalibrate, mm -hmm. you know, different. So these are the differences, I think, for me. Yeah. One of the differences. Mm. One of the differences. What do you think the different sizes of work require from you? Do they require different things? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I, I think they all sort of need, they all require a different sort of treatment and 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 frame of mind. Yeah. So I, I think going back again to the body, you know, even the the gesture uh, if it's a two twenty painting, mm. two twenty centimeters tall painting, obviously your bo whole body is um, part of that. So the movement is completely the scale of the movement, the gesture, it's it's broad, the, the brush is bigger. Mm. Your body is sort of completely in sync or should be in sync with the, the movement of the body is then echoed in the movement mm. in the painting. I, I suppose in the small scale as well, but the small scale work is a sort of, I see as a compression, yeah. accretion, rather than, yeah, mm. if that makes sense? Yeah, yeah because there's, there must be a shift between your, your, you physically working on the bigger painting. Yeah. And obviously that gets then going to pull down so you're yeah. kind of working within the frame within the frame of your body exactly. whereas the larger ones you're working outside of that frame yes and i was thinking about it in terms of body parts <laughs> obviously <laughs> um <laughs> so so the larger paintings um you fit in the whole frame of the of the stretcher mm -hmm. um you can step into it literally as in through the door Mm. Whereas the small um, paintings are the size of your head, mm. maybe. Mm -hmm. So all you can do really is maybe yeah. if, if it was a sort of aperture, you would just stick be able to through. stick your head <laughs> in. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, that's a sort of um, uh, analogy, I think, is maybe. Yeah, but I guess there's also practical considerations as well, because when you have those bigger paintings mm. in the studio, you can only work on a limited number at the one time, whereas yeah. on a smaller scale. Well, if only I had a, a larger scale. Well, yeah. <laughs> whereas with my work, I can have quite a lot of paintings yeah. on the go and play at mm. any one point, and that's always been quite important. And the fact that I, I can sort of not so much that they're sort of quick to make, but they're quick to move between. Yeah. So so so. Um, things can sort of move from one painting across to another mm. and I can very quickly sort of rearrange the sort of sequencing or the sort of modularity of how I see the paintings and mm. putting different things together. Uh, it so is something to do with, with it being a continuous series that never stops with your work. Yeah, I mean, because I know, of the, the identical... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't really think of it as being a sort of series no, I, I don't I, mean as a standard sort yeah. of frame of 
you know, the, the, the definition of series that yeah. you would think of but as a... I think that was certainly the case Yeah. Uh, when I first started making work on the size. All the, all the paintings were the same size, format, orientation. And how, how did you arrive at that decision, <laughs> I wonder? Well, it was... It was basically one less thing to have to think about yeah. of yeah. What, what scale should the painting be. Setting and the parameters, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's also, it's that thing of, you know, painting's all about setting up these different relations. And one thing that sort of impacts upon that is the size, the dimensions sure. of the support that you're working on. So I think it's very important that you sort of, you, you sort of have that consideration when you're making a painting. So, I, it was it was quite important for me to work on smaller paintings, almost easel sized paintings. I'd become slightly disillusioned with working on a larger scale, and it, it meant that I could very quickly generate ideas and paintings, and then. Just, and also, just, you switched to acrylics. Not, yes, not yeah, but it just seemed a, a bit uh, more sort of efficient and economical way of making a painting rather than sort of expending yeah. all this energy and working on a sort of larger scale, which I had done in the past. So, but recently I, I have slightly branched out and I use that. What does that mean? So exactly? it just means that I'm sort of. I'm still working on a relatively small scale. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing too adventurous, but I, I am. I'm sort of changing any the format. Any deviation, any sort of yeah, minimal deviation. I can't deviate is too a... far. I can't deviate too no, far. No, no, it's no. Just small steps, small yes, steps. Baby steps yeah. um, so rather than being sort of vertical portrait format canvases, working on a sort of horizontal format, mm. which I've tried several times, and it doesn't always, um, yeah, go the way that you hope mm. it goes. Uh, but but, this, but I think this is it because you sort of familiarized yourself with this definitely uh, yeah. you know well <laughs> that's the thing you you start to almost the thing that it becomes a convention exactly or a sort of trope within your work mm. that you then have to try and find a way of sort of breaking away from mm. so so and in a way over, you exhausted this yeah, exactly. this. Uh, Formats. Yeah, there's an familiarization. Exactly, so you had to sort of flip it somehow. Yeah, and you, I don't think you, you have to depart from it entirely, but then you have to sort of move away from it for a little while to then sort of come back to it and return to it. So, yeah, so you have to... Yes, yeah. I'm not getting to go into that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so does the temp is it, has the temptation arise then recently, or, or does it, when things, certain things arrive in the paintings? Maybe for you too, Kona. Certain things arrive on a, on, on, a, on a smaller painting that you think, oh, wow, I'd love to, to kind of transmute that somehow onto a larger size, or vice versa. Do so you work on a big painting and think, actually, that, that, bottom, that bottom corner, I kind of wish that was just a painting on its own. Oh, or did you, did you, did you ever have those? Like, do you ever think those things? Or is that something that uh, occurs for you? That temptation? Uh, very rarely, I think, for me. Occasionally there are sort of moments where I sort of think, oh, that could potentially have, have worked on a larger scale. Mm. But that, what I'm sort of more tempted to do if the painting 
particularly paintings that take a long time to materialise. Mm. If something happens to the surface of the painting, the surface of the painting has become sort of compromised because perhaps it's gone through too many revisions mm. and the surface and the, the image, there's a sort of disconnect there. What I'm more inclined to do is to remake the painting, okay. but on the same on the same scale. So, oh, I so, I, so there's a sort of almost like duplication where I know what moves to make, and it's then just wow. about. But because there are times where I think the the the, the surface it has of these there's a sort of incongruity mm. to the surface and to yeah. the sort of painting, and basically you can't really sort of come back from that. Um, I think that, that strikes as an idea that you would be opposed to, actually, Carolina. Absolutely, yeah, this yeah. is where we part. That, like, <laughs> sentimental <laughs> kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to know my moves. I, I, I... It's exactly the opposite, you that's, know. That's, that's what I would assume. Uh, so... <laughs> but, pentimento uh, is actually okay. That's not... I'm, I'm okay with there being these this sort of sense of history within the painting. Okay. If, but it has if, to be well considered it, for it you. Yeah, and if it um, sort of follows the same logic yeah, sure. within the painting, yeah. if it's somehow sort of, if it shows that basically you haven't really, you've been struggling to sort of get the painting, and there are these sort of different languages or... So I like yeah. that. I, I like exactly that. <laughs> in my work, exactly that. I struggle to to sort of embrace or 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 illuminate this struggle. Not in the sense of hard one painting, because mm. that's not really what I'm interested in. But I think I like to highlight these um, different parts of the painting that they come together as a whole because of their different pace, you know, dif different uh, rhythm and uh, yeah, time. Well, well, yeah, I was about to say, is that to do with a type of time? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, just exactly. the painting possesses or embodies one type of time, but multiple types of time. Well, so this, is what, uh, this is what Hellion was talking about as a, as a painting, as an organism, and each part of the body evolves, develops, um, it needs more different time, mm. so you know. I think this is how, how I think about painting, as parts that are developed over different periods of time, but as a whole, it's a sort of yeah, one well, unit. Yeah, I think I would. Time, that, this yeah. is where we sort of come back. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I think yeah. Yeah, that sense of the painting as a sort of totality. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It has, it's, a it's, of, and, and, it, has, it has a unity, but it's a unity through different, through, through, through differences. Different tools and yeah. different means, but yeah. overall, yeah. The, the sense of totality has to be mm. there, yeah. Mm. Um, but going back to the question of, of whether the temptation of, of transferring the small paintings onto large paintings, mm. it is something that I've been thinking about ever since I sort of made that decision of working between these mm. um, like disparate scales and I decided, I was actually thinking about it last week, obviously I think about it every week, but um, 
and I, 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 I decided I'm really not interested in, in uh, because they are completely different. Mm. And the reason why I do these sort of almost polar opposites is because I, I'm interested in what they require as an, an independence, you know, independence. Entities. Well, I think that's the thing, is the fact that they are sort of so different. Yeah. That there are these sort of huge sort of jumps or leaps from working on the really small paintings that you do, sort of small panels, yeah. up to these much larger paintings, and there's not really this sort of middle territory that your paintings occupy. So, I mean, that seems to be sort of quite important. Yeah, yeah, it is. But, um, I mean, I think it was a it was a struggle to to um, to find out to establish what these scales need whether it can be just one type of painting, mm. um, but I realized it can't. It has to be a completely different approach, and that is partially because of the 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 role of the body that is required you know, to. Mm. Um, but um, details, cropping, larger Im image, oh, that's such a temptation. <laughs> I've, got so, I've got so many details of yeah. my larger work saved on <laughs> my desktop. <laughs> you know, remember, must make that painting at some point. <laughs> yeah, never happens. <laughs> um, so where do paintings start for you both? How, how do you begin? I mean, it's one of those sort of, that's one of those very sort of loaded questions where you sort of answer it and as you're answering it, you realise yeah. that actually, you know, that would only applies to a certain, to a certain yeah. you know, like certain a certain number of paintings of, yeah. because actually there is sort of no sort of one way. I think I said before that I, I make a lot of works on paper beforehand mm. and that could be something that is sort of minuscule just a very sort of don't even know what size it would be like a7 or a8 just like pen mm. sketch where i'm just basically sort of placing things and then that might well work up to a slightly larger drawing and then i might make an acrylic study sort of a3 size on paper so there are all these yeah, canvas board as well, yeah. I mean, it's sort of a, a like canvas board. Mm. So, uh, I guess there's the sense of recycling, sort of. Oh, is there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sort of my, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, it, it is something that I often say about my work. Like, yeah, well, yeah, of course, it's true, though, it's true. Mm. It, it is, it well, is, yeah, yeah. To be honest, that probably applies to, you know, most painters. Uh, it's just how. The, 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 the frequency of the recycling. Mm. I think all artists are sort of stuck on some sort of loop where you tend Look to go... the motif. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Or just, yeah, things sort of enter and exit the paintings at different points. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, and it's, it's, it, is, it is that sense of... Dialectics of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is that sense of accumulation yeah. through sort of making a painting. That sort yeah. of accumulated knowledge. Yeah, uh, sort of repository of... Yeah, exactly. Like, all the previous paintings that you make somehow become embedded into the painting that you're currently mm. working on. Even if it's not, perhaps, immediately apparent to the viewer, 
I think for us as the, the painters, I think that that's kind of sort of visible and sort of detectable. Mm. Um, so it could be that, I mean, occasionally I, I may take something from the outside world that I've seen. It could just be sort of how a particular sort of shape. Um, Risky. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Doesn't happen very often. No. <laughs> yeah. Nothing adventurous, perhaps. Um, so, paintings come from drawings, paintings come from other paintings. Mm. I occasionally make drawings after the paintings yeah. as well. So, I guess what we were saying before about this, this idea of the hierarchy, it's not... Um, it's, it's, I guess there's a sort of equivalence between sort of the drawings and the paintings mm. for me. Um, and then some paintings are very quick to actually appear where it's almost, there's that immediate recognition when you do something and you know we're talking about translation mm. where perhaps it's a small black and white sketch and almost immediately I know exactly how that can be translated into a painting mm. and then it's just kind of a case of then sort of, uh, making, making the right moves in the right order and then the painting's there. Mm. So it, it could be one or two days. Other paintings, it, it hasn't fully formed yet and, it, and it's through the act of making it that the painting finds its form, it finds its identity. Mm. So it's, it's hard to sort of say I make paintings in this one way. There's a, there's a certain amount of deviation mm. that, that goes on. I suppose the thing is more about me being sort of in the right frame of mind to recognise what the painting needs or requires. Um, yeah, I, mean, mm. I don't know, is that similar? Yeah, um, there are overlaps. Yeah, uh, definitely. But um, so you also make drawings, but in a very yeah, different way yeah. from the drawings that I make. I, I mean, um, so going back to the, the hierarchy of um, of all these things that happen in the studio, um, I think the hierarchy appears to be that for the um, the audience, whoever is outside of the studio. So they sort of think, oh, oh, th th these are the paintings that we you know we must pay, pay attention to that. Whereas I think when you're in the studio, they are all equal protagonists. Mm. I think so. The so the the drawing is equally important as the painting, but obviously the drawing is when when things happen when when. Uh, Attitudes become form mm. or shape, mm. whatever. Wh whoever said that it was a show. No, it was a show that um, I think in the sixties, whatever, whatever, whatever his name was. Anyway, so um, I think the 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 shape is quite important for me, and drawing is this driving force for things to to shuffle and and mutate, you know, and um, I think. If if I know I might use some one of those drawings to think about the painting, it has to be sort of stripped down and um, it's it's more thinking about the lines and how I can enter into the painting mm. 
from within the from between the lines. So sort of creating that space around the lines that makes the drawing. Um, well, that's the thing because with your drawing, there's there's not really much visual information there. There's well, there's so, just there's enough so, for you to then allow you to enter into the paintings. Whereas uh, for me, I'm actually trying to get as much information as possible. It, but it depends. It depends because because um, there are different types of drawings. Hmm. And as I draw, I sort of recognize there is this immediate recognition, mm -hmm. this like sort of Gnostic recognition mm -hmm. that you have immediately. And I sort of have to stop myself halfway through and just stick to the lines, knowing that I can't, can't go beyond yeah. because I need to, to retain this freshness. And, and at that point, I can use it for, mm -hmm. for the painting because it. It, it, it sort of leaves enough space mm -hmm. in, for me to sort of go between the lines. Yeah, yeah. whereas I'm trying to make as many decisions yeah. outside of the painting as possible so before I actually start making the painting. So I guess for yeah. you, drawings are like a, a skeleton on which you can build upon. Yeah, it's, it's the, the, whereas, the bones, right? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah it's, it's the bones, whereas with yeah. you, like the body is fully formed and you're just dressed, you're just kind of yeah. dressing the body. You've got the muscles, it's, you've got the, you know, yeah. tendons. Yeah, yeah. those it's, last. It's more about sort of animating it. Yeah. I suppose you could think of it as the drawing as being, I don't know, sort of the cadaver or the, the corpse or something. Yeah. And it's more about getting at the sense of corporeality or sort of, um, aliveness, vitality, mm. sort of comes through the painting. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I think of of the drawing as well as um, so as the skeleton exactly because I think about the bodily analogies are pretty useful. Yeah. Okay? So, uh, so, so, so then if it if it is a drawing of of bare lines. You can then think of that as literally as bones that you can then break and realign, reconfigure as you paint. Mm. So then the skeleton sort of moves around and shifts, mm. transforms, um, and you know the skin and the muscles also have to adjust. Mm. Yeah. So I guess you kind of you maybe have answered it a bit already, but where do these where do your forms kind of come from? You're usually uh, so, the first one to answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, I suppose it goes back to the earlier paintings that I was making. People kept sort of referring to the work that I was making as abstract paintings or referring to me as an abstract painter, which I can totally understand. Mm. But for me, I never sort of self-identified as an abstract painter or someone who made abstract paintings. I don't even think it's particularly helpful when you're in the studio to sort of think about it in those ways. Mm -hmm. So I just through a, a various sort of uh, parallel events that happened at one particular time, I started to, the sort of abstract shapes that I was working with, they started to almost sort of inflate and take on this sort of, uh, this volume. Mm. And then it became much more, I was thinking much more about sort of still life painting. And I'd been to 
ours was back in 2019, I think. I went to Bologna and I went to the Morandi Museum and uh, sort of seeing his sort of still lives. Mm. And, I, and I sort of felt this odd affinity for sort of still life painting. And to be honest, looking back to the work that I was making prior to that, or and still life. And still life. Yeah. <laughs> um, and looking back to the work I was making sort of prior to that, it was already starting to go in that direction where these shapes were starting to take on much more of sort of physical characteristics. So it was very much about sort of using these sort of modelled volumetric solids, sort of cones and spheres and cylinders, things that you can you can sort of name and describe perhaps through sort of roundness or through how through how uh, light falls on them I suppose but then arranging them and bringing them together in such a way that it takes on this sort of other uh, type of presence or sort of identity so it, almost as if they look as if they have come from somewhere else something that has been seen Mm. and recorded and then translated but in actual fact they are sort of complete inventions but made from these very basic fundamental components of these geometric forms yeah your your geometric forms are in a way um the same sort of thing as the format of your paintings so you have this sort of Things that you can fall onto mm. the, the recurring well, yeah, shape, yeah. The, the, the the scale, and 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 I mean every painter needs those things. Yeah, and it's also quite a, it's quite a sort of good way of just sort of you know starting at the top edge and working your way down to the bottom edge. You know, there's that sense of sort of moving through the the canvas, moving through the the, the picture plane. From top to bottom? Or bottom to top? Or left to right? Or right to left? I just meant sort of moving from one edge to the other. Yeah, yeah. As a way of in all of, directions. Though. As a way of um, yeah. filling in the space, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Hmm. Um, they definitely move beyond just arrangements of form. Hmm. There's definitely more optical things going on. So there's plays with optically kind of what's at the front, what's at the back. Is that a solid object? Is that a flat object? Is that a 3D object? Is that a 2D object? So there's an animation going on that I don't, I don't know if you can talk much about that, but it's, they're not just kind of things like a Mirandi where kind of, there's obviously, there's definitely definite optical, they're quite psychedelic some of them yeah. actually find. But with yours, they're more kind of knowing, knowingly, I don't want to say theatrical because I think that's the wrong word, but they're knowingly animated in, in a certain way. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, mean, I guess I, I think. I mean, I sort of hope that the animation comes through how the forms interact with each other, but sure. also through how they're sort of rendered okay. as well. So there's a sort of pictorial and a material type of animation. Yeah. I also think that the sort of it's not just the forms themselves, but what happens between the forms, behind the forms. And in some ways, that's actually the harder part. It's not so much the sort of forms themselves. Mm. It's that bigger ground sort of relationship. Often the ground needs more consideration 
than the form itself. Yeah. So that it does. But then the, what we the were ground becomes the form as well. Well, yeah, you know, exactly. There is that yeah. sort of weird sort of um, yeah. sort of spatial play that happens mm. between figure and ground. No, well, in a way, there is no figure and ground almost because initially you you would sort of think, oh, okay, this is the figure, this is, mm. but but it disappears pretty soon mm. as you yeah because consider I, yeah. Already, yeah yeah. I think, I hope that that's what other people <laughs> also yeah. think. Well, yeah, because there, there is, on the one hand, there is this sort of illusionistic type of space, mm. but at the same time, that then sort of flips yeah. and becomes very sort of shallow mm. and very yeah. sort of the space. And that's, that's where it is. That's is where the painting sort of is, and that shit. Recessive. Yeah. Whereas I think because of how, and this maybe goes back. This goes back to the the, the surface of the paintings. Mm. I mean. With my work, the paint sort of is almost within the surface yeah. of the painting. It sort of is underneath the picture plane. Yeah, with, it's sort of inscribed. Yeah, whereas with your work, it sort of is built upon the picture plane. It comes off. It yeah. is. However, I I don't think about it in those terms. So I I was I was thinking about it recently, and I I, I was thinking about clarity, obviously, yes, yeah. and how the clarity. Um, is achieved through the build-up. So, so you, you you would think that the, the 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 accumulation, the accretion of things, would block away, mm. block the the clarity of of the pictorial clarity. Mm. But I think it does the opposite in the small. I'm hoping it does. Mm. <laughs> you know, the the, the build-up is mm. is doing the opposite of. So there's the the murkiness of things. Yeah. It gives you a type of clarity, I think, yeah. of specificity. It's, it's, it's clarity through Americanness, yes, yes. as, as I like to think about it, basically, yeah. Yeah. Or clouded, clouded clarity, yeah. Well, yeah, I think clarity in painting is really important. Absolutely, yeah. Rather than sort of, if, if you can get a type of sort of, um, what, what you would maybe call a sort of murkiness, or an ambiguity... Uh, no, no, I, I don't think... I don't think about it as, as ambiguity. I think that's a separate, um, separate uh, concept. Yeah. Please expand on that. It's very difficult <laughs> to expand on it. Um, so I think I think it's to do with the immediacy and time that is required to um, to recognize this 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 sort of clarity that comes. A little bit it's a little bit delayed mm. so it's a little bit like it's a sort of dissonance okay. of clarity maybe and would you say that it's a clarity through decision making because that's sort of no, why no, this, no, is no, what, no. this is why i think about i think about yeah. you know paintings as being these holders containers of decisions that Oh, well, absolutely! It's a, yeah. it's, it's, it's a recording. Yeah. Your, it's a record yeah. of your decisions. And everything that's there yeah. is sort of visible and sort of can be seen. Yeah. And for me, it's almost about how can I sort of emphasize the clarity of the decisions that I've made. But you see, I want to conceal some of those decisions. I don't. I don't want to know mm. how this painting was. If I look at the, at, a, at a painting of mine, I don't want to see. I don't want to see these decisions. 
So, so it goes back to the totality of the image, mm -hmm. although it doesn't necessarily mean that you know, seeing the, the decisions that were made um, goes against the totality of the final image. Mm. I guess it, it's, it's that thing of how you engage with a painting and one of the ways is, as you were saying, through this sort of totality, through encountering it yeah. as this unified thing. Yeah. But then there's the other way where you can actually sort of look at individual components and individual relationships and you can't do those two things simultaneously. You can't look at the totality and also individual components at the same well, time. Well, no, and, 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 and I think you shouldn't almost be able to extract the, the individual components of the painting because they should all come together yeah. as in a sort of complete way. Yeah. And the, the totality and there's this the infinite of the painting as well that comes with it well yeah i think you're probably right yeah i think yeah. if you can extract components from a painting i think something, something would go wrong, wrong with the painting yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe 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 there are the, 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 there is a type of painting that perhaps wants to emphasize that <coughs> but uh, yeah so with that kind of idea of our clarity in mind i, I wondered if you could both talk about maybe how you then title work. Oh, you're looking at me. Well, no, we're just, no, no, no. Either, either of you, because I, I feel like it's a tool that, 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 you, can, that you can use to, to kind of set up a platform on which to kind of yeah, do the work from. I wondered if, yeah, just how, how you think about titling on, and maybe you could name a few if, titles of, the, of, of work that you, you know, to give um, us a way in. Okay. Uh, yeah, I I think I think titles are quite important for for your for your way of painting as well. Mm. Um, I yeah, I I think it's it's really really important for me because I I think of titles as sort of um, assistance almost to what the the painting is doing so whatever relationships are within the painting i think the titles should sort of carry on extend yeah. that and mm. assist the painting and whatever it, it is doing mm. so it's a way of opening things further um and extending the meaning opening it up okay in a way. so it's as if you know you well i think that's what i mean you know, a lot of people prefer to have untitled because they think that actually that is a way of opening up the paintings more. It and, is, and, it and, is. And, but in one way it's almost yeah. sort of not. And it's actually through having quite a specific title mm. that can generate a different type of, it's yeah. a different type of juxtaposition between the painting and sort of language, mm. as opposed to just sort of reverting to untitled, which is kind of sort of almost retreating to some extent. Well, yeah. I think it's important to, to give a snippet mm. of something, mm. a, a sort of fragment of something that might or might not lead the, the, the viewer uh, to the essence of, of the painting because, you know, there is no single essence of the painting. It's just a sort of never-ending thing. Mm. So I think that the, I, I try, to, try to, what I try to do with the titles is keep it very sort of vague but specific at the same time. <laughs> mm. If you, but it's yeah. also quite important to sort of name something. You know, to actually be given the the opportunity to give something a name. Yeah, it's something um, definite, definite 
Yeah. Definitive. Yeah, because, yeah, in painting it can be quite hard to give things names, particularly if, if, if you're not working in an entirely sort of representational idiom. Mm. So I think that having the title and sort of give something a name, there's also the platform consideration as well. Where, where well, you just sort of you you can have a, a word or a phrase or a series of words that then sort of corresponds directly to an image to a painting. Yeah. Well, I, I who was it? I think it was Helen again. He said that there is a power in the word that you feel before you know what it means. Mm. And I think that's that's again the sort of way of um, transferring the meaning and playing with the meaning mm. in the painting, a sort of metonymic kind of thing that happens between within the words and within the painting and be between the painting and the words. So it's this... Yeah, so that was uh, Jean Hellion in his book. What? Um, that you were talking about, you said, said um, Hellion, yeah. Well, the, the, yeah. the, 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 the word and, and yeah. what the word can do. Mm. So, so I think it's it's a sort of exchange between the words and what the word might signify, and might sort of um, um, hint, mm. um, but just just enough. Mm. Yeah, and also it, it can sort of bring humor to the work or or um, amplify the humor and um, yeah movement. Mm. Mm. I think the words should sort of carry the movement of the painting as well. Okay. Yeah. That. So, yeah. I can talk more. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in terms of your title, Scott? Yeah, uh, so I, I sort of went through a phase where I was trying to sort of apply kind of still do this, I suppose, where I sort of apply words or phrases that you would use to describe someone or sort of something. Yeah, um, I used to do that as well, but I think... So there was uh, a, pa a painting called um, Sharpshooter, which is maybe you would refer to someone as a sharpshooter, yeah. or... Um, but I wouldn't guess, think of it as a descriptive. It still sort of is aligned with what your title is. Yeah, I suppose it's, a, it's that way of, in the way that you were sort of saying, amplifying maybe humour. I was in a way sort of trying to amplify the sort of animation of the paintings mm -hmm. through the title by giving them something that has a very yeah. sort of specific uh, description. But then that description would go against well, perhaps, what we see sometimes. Yeah, so there would be this jarring kind of So I mean, the paintings yeah. that are here just now, to give some examples, this one is called Sightseer. That painting is called Double Lifter. You so, do like to sort of um, humanise yes, them. Yes, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so exactly. it's one word that it normally would, would, would be two words. Be two words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But having said that, this painting is called Gamewell, mm. which just to, no. you know, it's, it's that thing of like you sort of, you have these systems for things, then you have to find a way of disrupting that yeah. or interrupting it so it doesn't become overly familiar. Mm. 
And I, it's the same with titles as it is with the paintings. Well, I think each title should be doing that. Each title should break the, the, the boundaries of... I think that, that for me, is what the, what, what the title should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But also finding something that's quite sort of short not too long. Not too many words. Not too many no, words. No. Because then it sort of um, becomes a narrative. I don't want that. I don't. Mm. Want, I don't want my painting or the titles to mm. to, to sort of suggest any sort of narrative. Which, yeah. But I think it is important. But I think what we can both agree on is that we feel that it's important. It's to crucial title. to the yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. To title the work, yeah, and it would almost be slightly, I don't know, sort of, on the the painting itself would sort of be unresolved to some extent. Yeah, yeah, if, it's that sort of final element of the yeah, identity that yeah. you sort sort of uh, bestow on, yeah. on the painting, well, yeah, so that well, it gives. Yeah. Well, here you are. Well, how often do you get to name something apart from perhaps naming your child? Mm. You know. Never. Well, yeah. yeah. So mm. then you have to sort of name a painting. Be generous. Yeah. <laughs> mm. But then it's also you know if you have a show, if you have ten paintings and they're all called untitled. I mean, it is. It is. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's it, it's another approach, and it just differs yeah. mm. amongst painters. You know. Each each one of us has different well, yeah, ways of prefer to thinking un untitled. Yeah. Other painters they want that sort of sequencing, like Noskovsky has yeah. a sort of series of numbers. Mm. I mean, some, so some there is some sort of designation that's yeah. given there, but it's very much to do with a type of sort of sequencing mm. or um, chronology that happens to, to the work. Um, whereas I think we've sort of touched upon it before, but that notion of time within painting, I think, is sort of yeah. quite important. Mm. Yeah, I think, I think, I think exactly. So, so, so moving in all directions at once, mm. which goes to back to time and, and infinity, the title should be doing exactly the same. Mm. Um, or at least that's you know, yeah. what I'm aiming for. I don't know whether it's successful. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that seems a good point to move towards the final questions. I don't know if you've listened to any episodes. You might, you might have some answers prepared. Um, but no. the first, <laughs> the first. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the the first question that we ask everyone is if you could swap seats with me and visit any anyone in history. It can be an artist or it might not be. Who would you want to visit, and what might you want to ask them? Over to you because I I saw that I prepared myself for actually. <laughs> well, I mean I've got the added benefit of having my bookshelf yeah. here, so I can just go through my books <laughs> and just randomly pick off artists. Oh, I mean that's. I don't even know if I could just pick one painter. Very good answer. Because it's that thing of painters tend to circulate in and out off your head at mm. different points and there are certain painters who I think we could probably both continually come back to and we mm. most likely probably do uh, and there's always something that we can get from that painter 
where perhaps there are maybe other painters where come and go like friends come and go and maybe specific to a particular painting or or specific to a particular time yeah in the life of it's a sort of thing with with a smell as well and and music is a sort a of sense of like nostalgia transcription of yeah. your life yeah and so you can do the same with painters well definitely I, I, yeah. look, I can think back to painters who i looked at when i was at art school who were very important for me then not so important for me now yeah. you know yeah um, but, but you'd be looking at of at painters at that point that still sort of are are quite Important yeah. for you now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess you want you want me to name names. No. Well, no. Your answer is is yours. Whatever, whatever you like it to be. I mean, I don't. You just, do I want don't... to pick a painter. <laughs> well, we have had people that have had a kind of dinner dinner party. I think a dinner party would be, yeah, like, lavish. Yeah. That would be... You could both you could both set up a dinner party if you want and have a few guests Excellent. too. Excellent. If you were both at a yeah, dinner party. You're, you're invited. VIP. <laughs> <laughs> <The IP. Okay. laughs> so we've got our first guest. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, just we can then just go... go the rest. Uh, take it. Oh, okay. Yeah, some, yeah, Polish, some Polish homies. Well, you yeah. Should, well, yeah. <laughs> talk about your Polish painter who you you went to see. Oh yes. Okay. Um, their work. Yeah, we haven't really touched there's on. There's only one. <laughs> well. <laughs> no. Um. I would. I would invite. Although he he is dead, but I would invite Jerzy Nowoszewski, who is an excellent Polish painter. Was is still. I guess. Um. Yeah, fine. Do, do, I want, fine. do I want to say more? Do I want to say more? No, okay. I don't. No. I mean, I guess he's someone that has been a part, or he's yeah. been sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. been aware of him for quite a long time. Mm. So he's someone that... Well, yeah, is, I mean, for for well, for a very yeah. long time, yeah. since I was maybe 15 uh, well, or I suppose, for me, which is going to be the obvious yeah. choice here. Oh, yes. Um, let's, which, let's just... I don't even have to say who it is to Carolina. <laughs> um, it'd be Victor Willing. Yeah. Um, I think the closest that I was able to get was curating the show yeah. at Tarps uh, back in 2019, mm. which so he was someone that I looked at when I was at art school. So to have the opportunity, mm. even just to see his paintings, yeah. was something that I never thought would potentially happen. It was, yeah, have, it was a special show. To have the chance to actually sort of curate the show and um, bring the works together and to write about it. That was huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Um, so I, I think he would be, I think just because I have this familiarity with his work, mm. um, to be able to sort of have a conversation with him. I know who I would invite as well. Nick Cave, obviously. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Oh, I have so many questions for him. <laughs> but to be honest, I could write to the Red... Uh, red hand files. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but... But then at the same time, and I often have these these thoughts occur to me when I go to the toilet, the, um, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 because that's where you think, and I think, oh, I should write to him. I should write to him. But then I thought, no, 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 no. Well, he's not right. He's, he's got you a studio in London. Really? Yeah. So he he's, he's that that could that, that could actually happen. That's not. No, I, I, I I I don't want it to happen. Okay. Because 
I could find out things that would destroy well, the you mystery. See, this is the problem, this is the problem. Yeah. Do you actually want to meet your artistic heroes? No, I don't, yeah. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, or is it better that you're kept getting in a glimpse, length? Getting a glimpse of it would work, yeah. but yeah. I think, if, yeah, I think someone else would potentially be David Lynch. Oh yes, because you see, yeah. I think of David Lynch as the as, as cinematic version of Nick Cave okay. and the reverse. Yeah. Yes, it's all, okay. I, I think of them as David Lynch is doing what Nick Cave is doing. Yeah. In different, yeah, different yeah. sort of field of. I, th I think, yeah, David Lynch would be, because again, he was very important for me when I was in art school. Mm. In some ways, he was probably yeah, same, more yeah. important than any painter was. Yeah. I mean, his, his, his films are, in a way, work on the same um, yeah. uh, plane as paintings. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, he has a background as a painter. Exactly. It's not still as Nick Cave. Yeah, and that... Exactly. Still paints, yeah, he's still painting, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, so I think, yeah, and that was... Yeah, I think he would be... Who would you invite? You can invite one person. Me? You can yeah. be a plus one. Yeah. Who would I invite? What to this? So we've got. Yeah. This, this, so we've yes. got Victor Willing, we've got. Um, I'll let you see. Yeah. Okay. I, would, I would bring Lee Lozano to spice things up. Yeah. Oh, well, Lozano yeah, okay. is also on my, yeah. on my bookshelf. Oh, yes, because ha do we have any women? No, no. this is it. Okay, so this I is would, it. I I'll bring, definitely bring yeah. Lee Lozano. I would bring Maria Yarema, who is another Polish artist, just yeah. to add a more of an international vibe. Um, I would. Penelope uh, Clough. Actually, Good one, yes. I'm writing an essay on her just now. So okay, means... I would bring Amy Silver. <laughs> oh, because you're reading about Amy Silver. Yeah, yeah. Amy Silver. <laughs> <laughs> this dinner party is going to This is a big table. It's a big old table. It's expensive dinner party. But then it's just that thing, it's just like the list could just go on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Because there are, you know. It's part of the reason I enjoy the question. Because it's it's an impossible question. Well, it yeah, is, yeah, it's, it's sort of like but it's one to, impossible, it's fun to think about. Unanswerable question, yeah. <laughs> it's sort of like a ma making a painting or curating. Yeah. Well, yes, it's like a, yeah, it's like yeah. Mm. You sort of have this type of yeah. We didn't touch on the, the curation arrangement or sort of sequencing of mm. thinking about bringing people together. Yeah. And sort of how would they? You know, I, you know, I can't stop thinking about who else I should bring. I should bring us into this. Well, you, well, you both. Well, we didn't really touch on it, but you both curate, have curated, and do do curate shows, um, and I, yeah, I mean, maybe we could talk a little bit about that now about how yeah. you, how how you approach that, and if you have, you know, is it, I want to do a show that's concerned with this, so I'm reading about this certain thing, so I want to find artists that are relevant to that idea, or is it more, I say. Well, for for me, it's more about the artist, really, or that I think are relevant cool. and important mm. and um, having, bringing them together and forming some, some kind of a dialogue which naturally would suggest some sort of context because mm. they should all have something in common, some sort of common ground, mm. ideally. Mm. So I think that's the way I think about it um, because I mainly do it just for myself. So yeah, I can sort of have a free reign of. I mean, it's kind of like an extension of painting. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Although you're not making a painting, you are sort of bringing these things together. 
Because, I mean, I, I, would, and, I would put my own painting in it and it would then shift the way of, mm. of my way of looking at my own painting in the um, company of these other paintings who mm. I think are important yeah. and should be looked at. Um, it, well, breaks, yeah, yeah. it breaks the, 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 the Again, it's, it's, it's that thing of something, yeah. you know, sort of existing separate to the painting but in close proximity to it, mm. like the title or it could be another one of your own paintings or someone else's paintings mm. and that can sort of shift and it is interesting to bring sculpture into it as well you yeah. know because that just sort of mm. takes you out of the mm. 2d yeah which obviously painting is doing as well yeah. the three-dimensionality but i think that's also interesting to um, break it up. Yeah. yeah. I think, I mean, I, I do think group shows are quite difficult things to curate. Mm. Oh, I love it. To get some sort of it. coherency to. Yeah. Because to, to get a sense of someone's work, especially if it's just one painting, and you were saying there about there being a sort of common ground, which I think is important. Yeah. And it's also about kind of stressing differences, differences in, in yeah, the work yeah. as well. So it's like differences through similarities. Well, it is. It is. It is very similar to making a painting because you have these different elements, mm. parts that uh, should have different ways of treatment and mm. pace and marks. Yeah. Uh, and and it is exactly what putting a show together is. You have these. Mm. Yeah. But it's even the same, I guess, as when you write about painting as well. It's just a different type of. It's still sort of involved with this activity or this discourse of painting, mm. but it's just it's sort of um, it sort of orbits what we do in the studio, so it's yeah. very much related to it. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 just it's just a great feeling, you know. And also to look at the work outside of the studio, which obviously is just an opportunity, and to look at the painting in the context of other paintings that you're mm. in charge of choosing. Mm. Yeah. That you want your painting to see next yeah. to this painting. Mm. So it gives you this level of control mm. that you might not have if, if you're just invited to a group show that yeah. you're not in, in charge of the uh, yeah, placement of it. And mm. what, what's, what's wrong? No, no, I'm just thinking, <laughs> sorry, just sort of... Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's that thing of, you know, you put on shows that you want to see, yeah. that you yeah, want to see. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly. the, one of the reasons why I did the Victor Willing show, mm. because that was a show that I would like to see. Mm. So I thought, well, I could just I'm going to give myself this opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I guess, yeah, sort of be ambitious with it as well. Yeah. yeah. No limits. No limits. No limits. Um, the second question, ask everyone is it's a bit easier to answer hopefully um has there been a piece of advice you've been given or something someone said to you that's kind of carried through in your work or in your thinking um okay so you know when people sort of say oh yeah so my teacher you know like said that was yeah. like 30 years ago um 
Oh, I can't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> we had this conversation recently. No, we did. We we had this did. Conversation and, recently. and I was reminded that I actually do have something that I can share. So when I was studying at, in Poland at um, uni, um, my it, it's a sort of so I I think in England the way of explaining how it works is to say that we sort of have the same model as as German, uh, Germany does in terms of how the um, arts uh, education is set up. So we have a professor and the assistant of the professor and the, the, the sort of the whole studio um, circles around that maybe one person well. and perhaps tries to let, replicate. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, my studio, my professor was quite relaxed. It was the it was the studio to go to, yeah. So, so he would he would just say, well, the most important thing is that you, um, you know, you, you go to the studio, even if it's two or three hours a day. It, this is the most important thing, and I and I, well, kind of is, yeah. Um, and and recently at Turks, I'm not going to name names, but someone told me. Also, the most important thing is to trust yourself, mm. and that's it. I think those two things. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, similar to you, I can't really remember anything that anyone like. I, I, I do have I have sort of notes of things that people mm. have said. There's nothing that really sort of stands out yeah. as that's not anywhere reflection of the uh, the level of the. Uh, the teaching at any place. But the, the moment that we finish this conversation, you'll you'll well, remember everything. Of course, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there are. I I I love sort of reading um, painters talking about painting. I think that's kind of something that's really sort of valuable. Mm. And then sort of getting these sort of very sort of short sort of um, uh, sort of quotes snippets. Yeah. Um, and one of the one, one of the things that I always sort of say to people and I have to remind myself is this Auerbach quote, which is um painting is a very safe way of being courageous. Oh yeah. Sort of you can thing. do in painting what you can't do in life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, that that sort of is a thing that I think you know what, like, yeah, just what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> no. You're only making a painting. Yeah. Not so. much of a consequence like that life uh, changing. <laughs> yeah. Although. Yeah. Well, you, you mean, yeah, you have, you have sort of complete, in a way, complete control. And in some ways, maybe it's a good thing to give up that control mm. and to just sort of see what, to see what happens with the work. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm always sort of, yeah, writing down. Whenever I say a good artist quote, it's like, yes, okay. <laughs> I've been having that. The trouble is memorizing all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and lastly, is there anything you'd like to let anyone know about? Any, it doesn't have to be shows or anything, anything you're involved in, or if you've got a favourite bakery or something that you want to let people know about? I do shout have a favourite bakery. Shout, shout them out. Um, what is it called? You can hashtag them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can. Oh, okay. So it's E5 Bakery. It's in Poplar. Okay. I love it. The finest coffee. <laughs> is it? And fine, it's not funny. And okay, finest no. bread. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, e- E5 Bakery. I think yeah. that's what it's called. Cool. 
Um, I said called Patrovinian. Um, and in terms of other things, there's we are um, both. Hastings. Well, depending upon when the show uh, is released, when yeah. this episode is released, they were both in the Hastings. The Hastings. The generous space. A generous space. Are you in it as well? Oh, it's support pledge. Yes, you are. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you would be because you did quite a lot of. Uh, Artist support pledge. I did. So it's a shout out for all three of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's nice to have been invited to that. Um, yeah, yeah. And um, okay, so I, I have a, a show in uh, Norway in January. I've also got a show in Norway. Do you? Oh, really? Show. But that's a different show. show. This is crazy. <laughs> this is a bit good. Um, I also have a show in London in March. <laughs> Oh, I don't, I don't. <laughs> this is a, a solo show I've got coming up in March. Um, can you say and, uh, Can you say where it is, or is it under wraps? Um, it's a, a gallery, a West End gallery. Okay. But um, keep an eye on it. Keep, keep an eye on it. And um, <laughs> I might do something. Um, I might do some three D little things as well for it. Ooh. We'll see. I've been thinking about it for like. Four years. Well, now you've publicly announced it. I am. People are really disappointed if they're not. I've been publicly announcing it for four years. So, yeah. Well, I've been publicly announcing horizontal canvases (laughs) for four years. (laughs) Well, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a show in Norway, which was supposed to happen. earlier this year, okay. got postponed, cool. got postponed again, so it'll uh, hopefully be in either June or September next year, it's a sort of cool. solo show Great. in artist run space Great. outside of Oslo. Why oh. don't you have a show in 2024 and I also have a show in 2024? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, sorry. Um, what's the gallery called? Oh, are you not allowed to say it yet? Uh, no, it's called uh, Gallery... I ten H I ten. I don't really know how cool. how it's sort of yeah. Um, so yeah, it'll be on my Instagram at some point. Right. Uh, hopefully, yeah, get to go across for it. Cool. And do a talk. Oh, oh, um, wait, when is it? It'll either be June, July, oh, or okay. September. There's sort of two okay. um, free slots just now. Great. So yeah. Cool. That wraps things up. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, thank you so much, both of you. Well, thank you. It's Pleasure. been honestly, yeah. it's been. It. I've I haven't been in someone else's studio for a long time, and it's such a treat to to be here and to see the work in the flesh. It's a real treat. I hope, hope it was um, interesting. No, I hope it was. Uh... <laughs> it was great. It was great. It was great. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you very much for listening. Please find more information about what was discussed in the podcast in the notes section. And if you like what you heard and would like to keep up to date with new episodes, um, then please subscribe or follow us depending on which listening platform you use. And head over to our Instagram page, at to the studio, which we regularly update with posts about each guest we have and all other goings on as well. To the studio is produced by the Audio Wizard, an all-round great guy that is Theo Bird 
and I would thoroughly recommend getting in touch with him for all your audio needs. On Instagram, he is birdperson. Bird is spelt B-Y-R-D, person. Also, if you can spare a moment to leave us a lovely review, that would help us out a lot and it allows us to reach a few more ears than we are currently. And lastly, if you've got any suggestions or opinions you wish to share with us, then please feel free to do so on any of our social media platforms or send us over an email. Our details are again in um, the notes section uh, of each episode of the podcast. Well, thanks very much again for listening and we'll see you next time.